Welcome to Generation Tech, where we talk tech across two generations. This will be an abbreviated show today due to a recording error on my part. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined by my dad, the other generation, Jack Brinker. How are you today? I'm just fine, Todd. So, okay. <laughs> I uh, we had to pause. We started recording, or at least we thought we did. We started the show. Uh, I had to pause because I had a little bit of a tummy issue. And I went to go pause and realized I'd never hit record. So we've ta- we basically recorded about we we did about an hour worth of show that we, is lost to to generations. It's it's in the ether now. But uh, quick rundown: we changed the icon for our podcast. If you hadn't noticed, we changed it a, a couple episodes back. Uh, we used an AI to generate what they called the Disney style illustrations or or cartoonish versions of each of us on the front of the generation tech logo so when you if you're looking at the podcast on your podcast app you will notice that we now uh, have a different logo than we used to and sort of an ai ish version of us disneyfied and uh yeah it kind of looks like us kind of not <laughs> Look, look like cartoonish characters. Yeah, yeah. But I within each of them, I can see similarities to us. But I yes. can also see a lot of things that I go like, well, that's not us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, it gave us both massively manly chins, squared yeah. off jaws, you know? Uh, yeah. Whereas we both know we have massively manly foreheads. We are brinkers. <laughs> so. Anyhow... Uh, uh, we uh, you, you, we thought that uh, probably the most uh, we'll have a shortened show, so we're going to focus yeah. on the on the Vision Pro, which has been announced to come out on February second. Yeah. But I sent you, uh, Todd, just recently another uh, version that looks like this one you, you posted, except it's talking about getting ready for the Vision Pro ordering next week, right? Because a uh, week. Friday uh, is the week. Yeah, goes on sale on the 19th of January, shipping on February 2nd. And uh, Ming-Chi Kuo says there's only going to be 60 to 80,000 of these. So goes on sale starting at 5 a.m. Pacific time. So, you know, if you're out here, get up early. You want to be online and trying to buy as quick as you can because this thing's going to be sold out in a hot second. Um, Anyway, uh, this is the 15th that we're doing the show here. Yeah. so that's this Friday, uh, since this is Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, you know, we well, lost one of my, uh, the all time great segues too, that we didn't get recorded. I was bragging or, or, or gloating over the fact that my Green Bay Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys and how wonderful that was for me and thought, you know, in the future, you won't have to go to these events. You'll be able to sit in your living room with your Vision Pro on and be able to watch the show in either 360-degree video or in 3D video as to what's happening. And eventually, I suspect you'll be able to do full 3D at 360 degrees, uh, and you'll be able to buy tickets anywhere in the stadium that you want to sit, uh, you know, each different section, different areas, or at least you'll have a variety to pick from, right? And you just click a button and move to that seat and then you'll be able to be just like you're sitting there um that alone to me would be worth getting a vision pro to watch my packers beat the cowboys multiple times well you know. <laughs> and if it's, as re- if it's as real life as everybody who watched these demos says it is you yeah. know it's 
puts you right there at the stadium in terms of you know the way you feel about the what you yeah you know sensing yeah because you know it's supposed to work with the um uh spatial audio mm-hmm. right so you'll have spatial yeah. audio and and hear everything in the right direction in the right place inside the the uh the stadium that you're sitting in um yeah to me that's exciting to do that and also can you imagine being able to go to see all your favorite concerts all of your favorite artists and be able to sit you know, in the front row to be able to sit, you know, on the side of the stage to be able to sit, you know, in the back in a balcony, you know, so you can kind of move around and see what it's like to to be in each of these different places. And the sound quality would be just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, it's in fact, since we're actually not taking up any real space, they really need the uh, transmission to come from those wired cameras that they zoom in so that you can go down into the field, you know, or Uh out. On yeah, and, that, that and be able to control that, you know. Yeah, like the like the uh, the camera that they have on the NFL games that comes flying out over the field that's running on wires. Wouldn't that yeah. be fun to be able to be like at a football game and just fly out over the field like yeah. you were there? That would be awesome. So yeah, do things wonder, that aren't physically probable. I wonder if Apple TV, you know, on release, nobody said anything. But, you know, on February 2nd, when this thing starts shipping, are people going to find out that some of the Apple TV shows that have been out there have already been recorded in stereo and suddenly they're available to you if you have a Vision Pro headset? Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, they re- they have the capabilities to record them right now. If you've got a yeah, uh, well, and, and I would 15. I would I would bet they've had the capabilities to record them with professional cameras for a, quite a while. And they just didn't talk about it, sure, because there was sure. no way to see it. And so Apple, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if some of some of Apple's stuff, the stuff that they that they're producing anyway, if they went to their guys and said, "You can't talk about this, but use this camera." You know, yeah, professional photographers going out and doing these yeah, wonderful the, videos. Yeah, the videographers that do the shows have you know would be. Uh, I mean, I could I could see some of them saying, "Yeah, we've shot this thing totally in three D for the last season, and nobody knew about it." And suddenly, if you have a Vision Pro, you can now see it in 3D. Yeah. You know, that would be so cool. And, and you know, uh, the one thing they make uh, a big point about is for families to get it for newborn babies and those kinds of things. But, you know, what kinds of photography that that you could sell to others is is a slightly different kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of places that you would like to visit, you know, yeah. that you, you really can't get yeah, to. We've You're talked never about that, you know, like like the uh, a new version of the old Viewmaster, right? Yeah. Like, go yeah. visit the Grand Canyon. Stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and have a 3D panoramic view uh, of that, you know. Fly yeah. out over the canyon like you're a bird soaring. Yeah. You know, so, so so you should just be able to buy your own vacation plan here for a whole lot less than going there. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, you, you want to walk through the Sistine Chapel or through the Taj Mahal. Yeah, and you and you don't have to watch a football game in minus thirteen degree temperature or twenty or thirty or whatever it is. <laughs> Let right? me tell you, as a man who's been to the frozen tundra, it's worth <laughs> the trip. <laughs> it's 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 you know it's 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 part of the uh, the fandom. Uh, of the of Packers is to to make the the pilgrimage back yeah. to the frozen tundra and yeah. and the most frozen part of me during that whole trip and mine wasn't minus degrees it was fourteen degrees at kickoff which is plenty cold for a Southern California guy did, did, uh, I my, know you had hand heaters did you have yeah. heaters in your jacket 
Uh, yes. In fact, before we left, my brother and I both invested in uh, a battery-powered uh, – he had a sweatshirt type of thing, uh, kind of heavy – that had uh, heating elements in the jacket and the, and then had a little battery in the pocket. I had a vest, and so I put the vest on, and then I had a big parka that I put on over that. So so my body was nice and warm. The only part of me that was really, really cold is uh, before the game, we'd spent a lot of time walking around, and both my hands and my feet got overly warmed up and sweaty. And then mm-hmm. when we got to the game, that froze. And so both my hands and feet were freezing. And yeah. at halftime, I basically went and bought a pair of Packer branded gloves just to get my hands out of the frozen gloves that I had because yeah. they were just too good. My hands got hot in them. Uh, yeah. and, and as soon as I switched to the other gloves, my hands were fine. Uh, I was just telling my brother yesterday what I should have done was brought an extra pair of wool socks and after walking around, put on a pair of dry socks and then I would probably would have been fine. But uh, uh, he yeah. laughed and he says, yeah, that's what I want to see. You sitting down in 14 degree weather. Inside Lambeau uh, Field, swap uh, changing socks <laughs> because that's a picture I want to see, you know. And I said, "Hey, if it would have made my feet more comfortable, I'd have done it in a hot minute." Well, uh, let me tell you how important uh, getting dry socks are. Yeah, uh, I have a handicap, and my feet are always have have a feeling of being cold, but they can be made colder. I mean, by yeah. by having wet feet, yeah. and so I can't go to to bed at night without changing socks uh-huh. and when i take off my regular socks i've had on all day i mean they are wet i could They're wring damp. water out of them yeah. you won't believe how wet they are yeah and, and i didn't know that until you go take them off you know? right and, yeah but i have to have the other ones that's right there so i can get them on because it's cold here now yeah. at night you know and our bedroom is not uh generally heated we keep the door closed so we don't have to heat as much of the house mm-hmm. but anyway uh, getting getting rid of wet socks is a big deal. Yeah, no, it is. In fact, that's all the all the outdoorsy guys that do the camping video shows and things like that. I'll talk about you know keeping dry socks. Remember Forrest Gump? There was a whole scene about. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the, the most important thing every soldier should know: dry socks. Yeah. And uh, there couldn't couldn't be more true. I uh, yeah. In that particular case, I just wasn't ready with the spare pair of socks, which I should. You know, it's funny because I am typically almost fanatical about you know, like if I if I take off my shoes at any point during the day, I take off the socks and put on a clean pair. Um, and I a while back decided to get rid of all the cheap socks that I own. I have like one pair of dress socks. I got rid of all the the cotton socks. I've replaced them all with uh slowly because they they're expensive, but I bought pairs of what they're called darn tough Vermont socks. And they are wool socks that are cool in the summer, warm in the winter, and they don't the the wool doesn't doesn't smell when you if you're you know you've got foot odor. Um yeah. and they they're absorbent. Wool socks is the perfect material for socks and lifetime warranty from the fine folks at Darn Tough, and they are not a sponsor in any way. I just really believe in their product, Darn Tough Vermont. Um, and a lifetime warranty, if you ever get a hole in your sock, you just send the sock back and they'll send you new socks. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've got pairs that are now, you know, eight or nine years old, and, they're, and I still wear them regularly. Yeah. I'll have to try those sometimes. Yeah, uh, I, I wear white cotton socks because the VA sends me every year two brand new bags full. Okay, so I can just you yeah know, replace cycle, everything, cycle them out. Right. Well, because of your disability, yeah, you get you get socks and you've got like uh, custom shoes too, right? Yeah, 
I yeah. choose to. So. Well, I did. I didn't take them. I, they're, they're accumulating because I'm an old man and don't do that much walking anymore. Even right, yeah. <laughs> so, so I said, don't send me shoes. My shoes aren't even hardly showing anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The new one, the, the the last one, still look new. So, yeah. and that makes sense, you know. Although it's funny, I think most people don't realize if you talk to like uh, specialists, they'll tell you like your 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 uh, running shoes and tennis shoes and athletic shoes should be replaced like you know every couple months. And really? uh, yeah, that the soles start wearing down in order to give you good traction and stuff that those shoes do. They have the, the rubber on the sole is soft, and they start wearing down. And as soon as they start wearing down, then your foot is no longer kept in the proper uh, plane when you're walking. And so you're supposed to replace them fairly quickly. And, uh, you know, I coach uh, swimming. And so I'm walking on a cement deck that is not only hard cement, but it's also purposely made very rough so that you don't slip. And so it's like walking on sandpaper. And uh, I, when I was coaching club year round, I found that uh, about every three months I needed to replace shoes. And so what I ended up doing was uh, there was a bunch of sporting goods stores around here that went out of business a few years ago. And I just kept waiting and waiting. And eventually, Eventually, uh, they were like, okay, everything, you know, in this section of the store is $5. And I went in and just bought every pair of shoes that they had that was my size. I didn't care what brand it was because I figured they were good for a couple months and then I'd toss them. And I finally got to the last pair of those last year and threw them away. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, because the other thing is, is walking on a pool deck, the last thing you want is a pair of shoes that have had the sole worn completely smooth. Because then, even in just fractions of an inch of water... You'll hydroplane. Yeah. And the last thing, it's like, that's like standing on ice. And, uh, you know, you're slipping and falling on hard, rough cement because you're hydroplaned because you didn't buy, you know, put a new pair of shoes on. So, so yeah, yeah, I was pretty uh, serious about that. You know, the other thing that I found works pretty good is hiking boots because they are the exact opposite. They have really, really good lug soles and it's really kind of a hard, tough rubber. And so they last longer. Mm-hmm. But they're also expensive, you know, a pair of hiking boots that fit your feet right. Right. It's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. So it was hard to beat the uh, the closeout tennis shoes that I got from stores going out of business. But yeah. uh, don't know where I can get that kind of deal again. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, shall we get back to the, uh, the, the Vision, Pro, Vision, Vision yeah. Pro? Now, you poo-pooed buying them. And now let me see if I can change your mind, because if you go into here's the how thing, to change my mind. You got thirty five hundred dollars you want to send me? No, no, no okay. No. Just just a, just a minute. The, uh, in the in the uh, app that you sent, I, I went in that app and I found another uh, app, so it's got the same look to it. And I sent it to you, and it's called Apple explains how to get ready for Vision Pro orders, pre orders. Okay, you said you sent that to me. I don't have anything from you. You, you sent me a text. I don't have anything. So you sent a text to somebody. That's weird. I don't know why that is. Yeah. The last thing I have is brings grins to my face. It says, Florida Cowboys GM Jerry Jones has tough decisions to make after stunning blowout <laughs> loss. And, and that's my reaction. <laughs> Yeah. You know, one of the Cowboys coaches, uh, their their uh, uh, assistant head coach, was heard as they were heading into the tunnel yesterday at, after yeah. the game, shouting out, "How about them Cowboys?" <laughs> you know, that that's just uh, I love that. 
It's just oh, I- yeah. icing on the cake. You know, that's the thing that um, back when the Cowboys were winning their last set of uh, Super Bowls, that became um, their coach's sort of uh, catchphrase, right, was, how about them Cowboys? And uh, and then he got too much attention, so uh, Jerry Jones fired him, and and he's never had a decent team since then. You know, he had one more coach that took that same team and, and won a Super Bowl with it, but, uh, you know, that was Barry Switzer, but Barry Switzer didn't last that long because I don't think he was really a good professional coach. He was a good college coach, yeah. but uh, but he basically was coasting on the um, on the the coattails of a team that had been designed by. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name. He does um, uh, commentary now. Uh, former Dallas Cowboy coach. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can see his face. Tom. No, not not, not that far back. Uh, anyway, I can't help you. Yeah. But I, by the way, I sent that article to you again, except I told it to replace the other art, so you won't see it again, but it confirmed that I had already sent I don't see anyway, anything from you. Anyway, it, it just looks like a picture of the... Uh, of the uh, pros, the Vision Pro, and except the title change to Apple explains how to get ready for Vision Pro pre-order, and it instead of being clear to the right side like my last one on my screen, it's just on the right side. I mean, it's it's kind of in the center. Huh. But yeah. The, but but the important thing about this are two things. Uh, number one is. You, they want a prescription glasses for somebody who has glasses. Right. Actually, they want your your actual prescription to come with you. Yeah, but the other thing is that they will put it on the Apple Card, and it doesn't say how long they will let you pay for it. They do mention that you you're allowed to, and this is all interest free, so you you wouldn't right. want to do it any other way. So you can break up the price of this thing, uh, for or at least for an Apple. Uh, iPhone for up to two years, but right. this being cost more, they, it sounded like they'll probably be for a longer period of time. Just yeah, or a much bigger payment. I already yeah. have my uh, iPhone purchased that way because I get zero interest for two years. So yeah. it's like, well, why not pay it over two years? I, it's exact same price if I pay cash right now. Right. So so yeah. that's the way a lot of people will buy these. Because yeah. Jimmy Johnson not? was the coach I was trying to find, by the way. Oh, Johnson, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, because of that financing, you know, you're not paying, you're just paying monthly payments. Yeah. So that always makes it a lot easier than coughing up $3,500 right off, you know. Yeah. Even if you can, you might not want to, you know. Yep. So anyway, uh, and and the other thing is is that it it mentioned some uh, <clears throat> preparation work. I could go up here at eight o'clock in the morning this next Friday. That's when the order. But mm-hmm. I think I could go into the store before then, and they can actually do get some of this other information. You know. Oh, uh huh. Do the scanning of your face and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. that's that was it. There's a special app that that you have to be sure you have in order to scan your face. Right. And use either an iPad or an iPhone uh, mm-hmm. to send it. Yeah, it needs and one of the so, ones that has the LiDAR so it can do a, a full 3D scan of your 
of your uh, face to get the shape of your head so they know that light shield that, that sits between the screens and your and your eyeball you know has to seal nicely and fit and be comfortable and yeah. so they got to be very particular about how that is is uh so, you know, so which very, one you get it's a very recent uh, update to the OS to in order to uh, or to iOS I should say in order to have the app that's needed to do this right yeah so anyway uh, I thought that was an interesting to have this kind of an article before you go to the store and you kind of know what what's coming I don't think I can get the prescription my eyeglasses I haven't been to an eye doctor in years and besides that I go to the VA and right. uh, they don't hand out prescriptions. They just go fulfill them in their own. Right. Yeah. Arms. They fulfill them there. Although they would hand it to you. It's just a set of numbers. It's no big deal. You just have to ask for it. The fact they're legally yeah. required by law, they have to give it to you if you ask for it. Yeah. Um, you but, know, that, but I, I, there's no way I could get into a VA to see an optometrist. It'd probably be four or five months out, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm surprised you say it's been years. You should get your eyes checked at least every year. Well, you know, because your your prescription changes over time. Yeah, I know. I uh, but I have uh, new lenses after I had the last cataract surgery. Okay, and that, that I, so I kind of exaggerated how long ago it's been. I see. Okay. All right. So this anyway. week in health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they yeah. do have a way that they can correct for your thing without even a prescription that's built into them. Right, yeah, they do have the um, uh, adjustments just like all cameras and telescopes do, so you can you can do that. But if you have a specific prescription you want to put in there, they also have a standard-like reading glass prescription that you can buy without a prescription. It's just like if you were going to go buy reading glasses, you can get a reading glass lens, uh, which I think is essentially like a little bifocal lens. And all of these lenses are made by Zeiss, and they snap in via magnets inside, and they sit then in front of the screens that your eyes are uh, going to focus on. And when I say in front of the screens, there's actually some lensing between your eyes and the screens to help you do the focusing on those anyway. So, uh, you know, it's a pretty complex little piece. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, there's another uh, article that was associated with all these two that I thought was interesting. YouTuber explains how to watch spatial videos from iPhone Pro on VR headsets. Okay, so that's how the, the, there's a way to what we were talking about uh, last week, a way to to uh, take the spatial video and and play it as a split screen on your phone, and then if you wear the headset that you snap your phone into, you should be able to watch those videos in stereo vision. That's uh, right. And uh, I know that there are, are other videos and apps that allow you to record video in that side-by-side format so that you can then put the headphone on or the, the headset on it. And, in fact, I don't know if you ended up buying one or not. I have one of those headsets that my phone can snap into. That was only about $30. That, yeah. that was the one you were talking about. Yeah. 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 You remember that. Yeah. And so I played around with that a little bit, um, uh, you know, and I did I, – I shot like – 10 seconds of spatial video with my phone just sitting here in my office. But I think what I may do is um, go out and um, walk like around my neighborhood and shoot that as spatial video and then come back and see if I can convert that into a format that I can then watch on my my phone because that, that interests me. 
Uh, I, I'll send this one to you. I don't know if you'll get it, but it just says Todd Brinker here on this thing. And, oh, this is a replace item or no. No, I don't want to replace. That's weird. It, I either have cancel or replace. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing or where you're sending this because I'm not seeing anything pop up in iMessages. Are you in iMessages or are you sending it, trying to send something via the chat within the Skype? Uh, just a minute. This is on, I'm in messages. Huh. I don't know. I didn't get anything yeah. from you. Yeah. That's really weird. And I scan through everything that I've, I, we, I, that we've had, we've sent back and forth in the last week. And there's nothing in there that I can see that was like renamed or, or anything either. I, so I don't know what it is that you're sending or where it's huh. going. That is pretty dang weird. Yeah, I've had some weird things happening with this latest set of iOS, iWatch OS, Mac OS things. I had a deal the other day where my watch was still working and I could see, you know, the time and stuff and it logged, but it wasn't communicating that data back to my phone. So like if I did a workout and then I went to my phone and looked at the rings, the rings were showed nothing. And yet if I went to my watch... I could see that I did the workout, and they weren't syncing. And what I ultimately had to do was reboot both the phone and the watch. And and then they talked, and it took them about five minutes, and then they were all synced up again. Yeah, well, what I'm doing is I'm sending it from Safari, okay? I'm in, in the app. Or I've got that particular uh, thing selected, you know, the tab. Right. And then I, then I pull down the uh, little thing that says share, and and it's just got you know the little icon that says Todd Brinker with your face on it and a little uh-huh. message kind of a symbol you know yeah. and and it's got all every combination that that I have whenever I send a message you know like it's the, the G's and K one for Sue and there's about the group of seven with Elaine hiding everybody right I've got all of those so I select Todd Brinker and it comes back and and with this little pop-up now mm-hmm. over on the my messages that says either replace or cancel and That's i'm sending weird. a different i'm sending a different tab yes yeah, I, I just did that before. so i have a tab selected i went to the to the share button and then selected you mm-hmm. and then the little thing pops up and i just hit return and it just went to you so did you get something from me that says here's how vision pro demos will work uh no no, I, I don't know what's going huh. on. So instead of doing their share thing, how about you? Oh, 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 oh! Just a minute, Todd. It came in on on the left side, which is what I would expect. But but in uh, above, in other words, like like you sent that before I sent mine. Well, it's I not- I sent one. I sent one. I, I I sent a tab that I had already sent earlier in the day. So it may be you're seeing the earlier oh. one. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here, let me just go to a new tab and pick something just so I can see if it it's different. So, okay, so I'm just sending you something for AP News. And okay. there, I sent you something from the Associated Press. Oh, okay, I got that. Okay. okay. And I, I'm in message, and now I'm going to go back to my Safari here, and I'm going to send you something 
and it says uh, 11 tabs. I've selected a, I'm in a YouTube tab, I think mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it says YouTube. And then I'll say select Todd Brinker. I just have to send it to you. YouTuber explains how to watch spatial videos from iPhone. Nothing. No. That is really weird. Oh, now it now it wants to know if I. Just a minute. I know. I'll just send some uh, text here and, and press return. Uh, See, when, when I do this, it then pops up in messages, and in messages, then I have to hit return. Aha, I have to hit return. I, that's what I wasn't doing. Okay, so you were you were loading it up to send, but then you weren't actually ever sending it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Never. okay, and um, I got that. Okay, you got that one. Yeah. There okay. we go. Yep. It's explained. Now. There, I sent you a list of Dallas Cowboy head coaches. Do you uh, know Tom Landry, their first coach, coached there for 29 years. Was that that long? Wow. 29 years. He was their very first coach. And over 29 years, he won two Super Bowl championships. Jimmy Johnson coached five years and won two Super Bowl championships. Hmm. They then fired Jimmy Johnson because he got too much attention and, and the owner couldn't stand that. So then he hired Barry Switzer, who won <laughs> the Barry Switzer won one more Super Bowl championship and then and then did nothing. And since then, he's had a bunch of coaches, some of them very good coaches. I mean, Bill Parcells, undoubtedly good coach, took him to the playoffs, but uh, didn't win a Super Bowl. Wade Phillips, pretty good coach, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy, who's there now, has won a Super Bowl, just not with them. And if yesterday was an indication, is a terrible coach. Uh you know, and and him being the former Green Bay Packers coach. I'll tell you this, when the Packers ultimately fired Mike McCarthy, I was actually happy to see him go. I was trepidatious about what who we might get, but I felt like he was making he was so conservative and so afraid to make a bad call that he just made like no call in some cases. It was just like he would never go for it on fourth down and other teams were doing it and he wouldn't do it. We would give up the ball. And then, you know, we, instead of trusting the strongest thing on our, on our offense, which was, which was, which was Aaron Rodgers, he would say, Nope, we're not going to go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, kick the field goal instead and lose the game or, you know, punt the ball away and we'll see if our defense can get it back and lose the game. And so, you know, when he was gone, I was as a Packer fan, like, okay, good. Appreciate all you've done for us, Mike. Time to move on. And uh, do you hear the rumors that uh, uh, that um, uh, Jerry Jones' first phone call after the game last night was to Bill Par- or uh, to uh, Bill Belichick? Hey, Bill, you want to move to Dallas? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd heard, I saw something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. That's a rumor. Yeah, yeah, it's a rumor. It's a rumor. But, uh, you know, if, if Belichick was willing to let um, Jerry Jones continue to sort of act as the general manager and pick the players, because uh, by all accounts, they have relatively good skilled players. They just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, go pack, go. That's all I got to say. Um, okay. Yeah, so we fixed the problem with our communications. It was human yeah. error. <laughs> human error. Of course, it always is. Yeah, yeah. Well, not always, but... Very often. Yeah. So um, apparently, 
it's funny how these things come out before the, the device is even shipped. But Apple Vision Pro puts a virtual keyboard out in front of you in the space if you don't have any other typing device. And people are saying, oh, that's a complete piece of garbage. And I, I think that Apple knows that. I think Apple put that in there as a last resort. If you have to type in text somehow, this is better than nothing. Yeah, you can call it up somehow. Yeah, yeah. So at least you have some way of, of you know, getting some, some type. If, after you had experience with it for a while, you'll discover what the real need and why it was there. You know? Right, yeah. Yeah, because, I suspect that too that they that they're going to rely a lot on, uh, and they've put a lot of effort into. You noticed recently talking about voice recognition has gotten better, and that's because that's how they want you to interact with this thing. Sure. You know, if you're going to have to put in text, they want you to just put it in voice recognition mode and dictate the text to it. Yep. So. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. But in a pinch, if you have to type something in, this is a good way to do that. And uh, but I don't think they see that as a primary input source at all. So uh, yeah. Plus they're they're saying this before they actually have it in hand. Like you said, I think once you have it in hand, you'll find out. Oh, there is a spot where you kind of need that. There's also a rumor yeah. that the iPhone 16, when it comes out, will have uh, six, eight gigabytes of RAM. And support Wi-Fi 6E. Now, there is 8 gigabits of RAM and Wi-Fi 6E support in the iPhone 15 Pro, just not the regular iPhone 15. So, Uh you know, I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that in the next version, that will float down to the, you know, the the basic iPhone. And I'm like, yeah, okay. To me, that's the kind of rumor that's like, well, duh. (laughs) You know, some some features that are in the Pro right now will, will find their way into the standard phone next time. Yes. Yeah, well, and, and one of these uh, articles here talked about the fact that they will be using a, a version two M M two chip, you know, and it uh-huh. for the base, basic processing. They're not going to put the M three in because they don't need it, and there's yeah. and they have a, a couple. There's actually multi-processors in terms of separate chips for different functions. Yeah, well, they, when they announced it, they talked about, I think it was called the R1 chip, which is their, yeah. you know, like relational video engine or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, you know, I, I know there was some some uh, thought that maybe they would ship with the M3 since the M3 is starting to ship in, in Max. But that's also been sort of constrained as a chip, as I understand it. So, you know, I, I don't see why they would go back and have to, you know, kind of re-engineer this device. They had announced it with the M2. I'm, I'm not at all surprised it's shipping with the M2. Yeah. So... Yeah. So um, apparently the Apple Pro Vision demos will be starting on February 2nd at 8 a.m. And you sign up for the demo uh, per store, and it's on a first-come, first-served basis. They said Apple will be offering demos February 2nd through February 4th on a first-come, first-served basis. It doesn't say they won't go on after that, but after that they may require reservations or something. I don't, I don't know. First come, first serve, meaning you come stand in line or you go online and, and book it. It is not clear. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but apparently they've, they're setting it up so you're going to get like that 30-minute demo that the press people all got back uh, when they announced it. Yeah. So, so if I could get in on one of those, I think that would be cool. Yeah, since I've got a store that's closed now. I'll probably uh, try yeah. to do something like that. Yeah, I figure it's probably worth it. I'll, I'll give it a shot too, maybe, and see if I can get in on <clears> February second, <throat> third, or fourth, 
and uh, and get a demo. Don't know that I'm going to do a pre-order, but we'll see. You know? Yeah, because, see, yeah. I would need not only the $3,500 base unit, but also some lenses. You know, yeah. I wear glasses, you wear glasses. So Yeah, uh, apparently we're going to need iOS 17.3. Which makes sense. You know, people keep wondering when 17.3 is going to ship. And I, I, I made the comment to uh, my wife the other day. says, I bet you dollars to donuts it's going to ship on or before February 2nd. <laughs> yeah. 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 In fact, I would not be a bit surprised if, uh, you know, this week it ships. That we'll see it like tomorrow. They like to do things on Tuesdays. And yeah. so uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see uh, 17.3 ship tomorrow. And, CES, uh, CES has been going on kind of quietly. I didn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was all last week. Yeah. So I really haven't followed that uh, uh, anything. The exciting thing, coming on there. One thing that I thought was kind of cool is they showed, uh, LG showed a, a, a clear pane of glass television. Oh, yeah. So it's an OLED television that had no frame around it, and when the TV was off, it was just a clear pane of glass. Really? Yeah. And that yeah. the electronics sat in a box separate from the screen, and it was then wirelessly attaching itself to the screen. So you would then plug in like your DVR or your cable box or anything into this separate box that you could then yeah. tuck away somewhere out of the way and just have sure. this piece piece of glass sitting in a stand on top of your, you know, bookcase or whatever at one end of the room. And, and, and maybe put a picture or something behind it if you wanted to. I don't know yeah. if that mess it up. Well, you know? they, they showed it when it was not in TV mode where you could do things like put art on it like yours, you know, so you could have it be paintings or things like that. Or yeah. you could also have it look like a vase. And and so most of the glass was clear, but there would be a thing that was like a flower sitting there by itself on the glass. Mm. And, and yeah. you know, high resolution OLED screens. So uh, they said, you know, although it wasn't 3D per se, it looked very uh, hologramish almost. Yeah, because they didn't have to blank out the entire screen, so they could leave part of the screen clear and pass through. Yeah, so very interesting, interesting tech. Yeah, uh, I I posted one that uh, had to do not with any of the the Apple stuff, but just had to do with three D printing. And you know, it's yeah. been out there for a, a long time. But did you take a look at that? I did not get an opportunity to see that video. I, I've okay. got it here. I just didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Well, I can visually describe. They, 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 what it allows you to do is to manufacture things that there, you could not manufacture any other way. And mm -hmm. what they had was a series of gears. And, you know, the cogs actually go into the thing. Well, in the 3D printing, they just stack each side of these gears up, but they're like, uh, leave a little... If you measure in microns, you can actually 3D print with a mm -hmm. you know micrometer space somewhere. I don't yeah, know, so you, say you're, what you're the, saying that they, they, they've gotten to the point where their their resolution of the 3D printing is so fine that that, that they can do really really high end uh, yes. manufacturing, and instead of building gears that you then assemble, they can actually build them in place. It, that's right. They built this whole construction of gear things, a gearbox kind of a thing, uh -huh. uh, and and. And it it was mechanical. As soon as you're done printing and it's hard, you know, you just start turning the gears and they all turn together. Yeah. You know, and you said, wow. 
how did they keep them from sticking together when they were building it? Right. Well, they just have such fine resolution on the control of this material now, mm-hmm. and and when it stacks up, the side of it is absolutely flat. There's no ridges or anything like that. You know, like mm-hmm. you would think it would put. You know, some kind of. Uh, uh, I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, because that's the thing people think about. It's like I can see how if on the same plane two gears could be made, but if one is laying on top of the other, how do they keep them from sticking? And I would bet that it has to do with. Um, uh, the the underlying thing being given time to harden before you put the next layer on, and yeah, that they don't stick to each other once they're hardened, you know. But if you put it right on top of it before it's fully hardened, then it's just adding another layer to that that piece. I'm I'm thinking that it has to do with just the actual speed with which they put this material down, so that it can it can go at it has to go at a certain rate in order to be smooth. Yeah, no, I think we're saying the same thing. It's yeah. the time, timing as to when the material is laid down. Right. You know, the other thought I had too is is just like uh, an, uh, a, a inkjet printer can lay down different colors of ink. Yeah. That they could lay down a uh, a layer in between two pieces that's like a, a fine silicone grease or something, so that they could make two parts on top of each other, and those two parts would still be separate and distinct. Uh, well, it, I I didn't uh, see anything that talked about that. Right. Uh, but you know what I'm but, saying is just, you know, like an inkjet printer lays down different colors, right? So what's right. to say when they're laying down material for the 3D device that they're not also having the ability to put down a layer of some other material that then causes the two layers not to stick to each other? And anyway, if, uh, if our audience wants to see this, there's a video on YouTube called These 3D Prints Will Convert Non-Believers. And non is a separate word from believers, and no hyphen. Yeah, I will um, add a link to our show notes for this uh, for this video. Oh, okay. So people can just click on the link. Oh, okay. You can do that. Huh? I can do that. I can embed photos, and I can add links. So I, I experimented a couple weeks ago, right before Christmas, with some of the items that we talked about. I actually put down a couple links to those items on Amazon. Ah, so the people yeah. could go find the item we were talking about. Yeah. Well, the moonshine motor one would would also be very interesting. I I've never found anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, that as I uh, remember has uh, basically uh, alcohol type of uh, the combustion, but of course with sugar water and whatever you can uh, create alcohol. And uh, and then they actually use the alcohol fumes or something to to run the motor. So yeah. liquid piston engines. So. Yeah, liquid piston. It's a, a pistonless rotary engine, basically. Yeah. Uh, and there's actually a company called Liquid Piston that uh, develops these things based in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Liquidpiston.com. Anyway, it's another YouTube video called "Could This Liquid Piston Change the World?" Question mark. And uh, I, I, this was just a short video. That was advertising a, a longer video. So if I had a, mm-hmm. wanted to watch the whole story, you can get that from this little uh, short. So anyhow, uh, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I've never found anything quite so fascinating as these two mm-hmm. because it's new technology, and that's what our show is really all about. So right. Just, man, I gotta gotta have those. Yeah. In there. Well, the the liquid piston thing is almost a um, uh, 
Uh, wankel engine. Yeah, it's a wankel engine. It's sort of like the rotary engines that Mazda used to run, but it's a, a variation on that. Yes, so it it's a different design than than that original wankel engine and so that there is some some uniqueness to it so yeah it'll be interesting to see uh see if anything actually comes of this you know yeah it is yeah especially because of the uh, environmental concerns that people have you know and mm-hmm. having other options other than electrical engines you know yeah. that's what i was thinking you know yeah because because it seems to me the electrical thing has been drawn has has already got evidence of way too many dis, uh, mm-hmm. bad, bad things about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Undesirable, like, hey, I guess. We, we grow all say. kinds of corn here. Maybe we can run this sucker on ethanol, right? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, there, there's, there's, there's been lots of uh, ideas come out already, even with improvements to electrical engines, but uh, there's still lots of people serious about hydrogen cars, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm always... Uh, interested in new technology, whether it really puts out enough power with, with alcohol or, mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, it's worth trying, maybe for some applications. Yeah. These liquid piston guys are interesting. If you go to their website, they have a thing uh, in March of 2021, they win an Air Force contract uh, to overcome shortcomings of batteries in uh, in uh, some, some drone uh, systems. By mm-hmm. running a small liquid piston engine, they also have a uh, tactical power generator in development for the U.S. Army. So they're running a generator on one of these liquid piston engines uh, because they're physically much smaller and lighter. They also have a grant with the Army for their drones uh, systems. So, uh, and they said that they've got them scaled from one horsepower up to a thousand horsepower. So lots well, of different really- sizes. That's really a good deal for a little technology company because that's that's how they grow is uh, military contracts. You know, military yeah. can spend the money in ways that manu- regular risk takers never would. Right, gives them an opportunity to to find funding that would be hard yeah. to find otherwise. You know, yeah. and, yeah. and they're, what they're taking advantage of is that the uh, horsepower per pound of engine weight is significantly yeah. better than traditional engines. And yep. so, uh, you know, they show an engine that's basically the size of an, uh, an old iPhone, uh, and they're using the, some of these engines, like the testing them in go-karts and things like that. So it's, it's real interesting technology, real interesting technology. So, yeah, check that link out if you're interested at all. I'll make sure it's in the show notes. Yeah. And as I'll well as it. a story about Dallas losing their game to uh, Green Bay. <laughs> I'm just not going to let that one go. I'm going to enjoy that for the entire week. You know, next week's a whole other story. San Francisco's a whole other team. But uh, for a week, I'm just going to, uh, you know, continue to uh, twist the knife in the ribs of all my Dallas fans' friends or well, Dallas friends. Well, we're a long way from the Super Bowl yet. There's still a bunch of games coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have to, and like I said, we're playing the number one seed, San Francisco, in San Francisco next week, next Saturday. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Well, I'll tell you, some these some of these teams like their traditional Packers and others, the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, were champions before, and they looked everywhere the world champions in their last game. Yeah, I mean it was it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, they they. Uh... For, for for some for a team that kind of like limped into the playoffs, not looking really great, right. they they looked absolutely stunning when they they blew out Miami, 
Um, yeah. It'll be interesting tonight. I guess Philadelphia is playing, and Philadelphia talk about limping into the playoffs. Oh so yeah, that, we'll that, see how they, they do down in Tampa when, Bay. When they when they came in at the end of the season, I said, "Man, Philadelphia, that's one one of the teams in the Super Bowl." But then then they started losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they went on a losing streak that was historic. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see we'll see how they do uh, tonight against Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. But I, that's another team that I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I mean, it may not happen, but I, I wouldn't be. I, I think Tampa Bay can surprise them, but I would also wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia came in and just stomped them and said, "Oh yeah, don't forget who we are." You right. know, so we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, yep. I'm just hoping for good games. I mean, frankly, the only good just football game, you know, loyalties aside, has been the Rams Detroit game. You know. Yeah. Uh, and like I said <laughs> before we started recording, um, you know, I was kind of pulling for the the Rams, which didn't quite work out their way. Yeah. But uh, but at least that was a good game. It was a one point game. You didn't know who was going to win till it came right down to the nitty gritty. You know. Well, and even after the game, they thought they thought the referees uh, had an impact on the score. Yeah, I, I could say that in, in just about every game so far in the playoffs, there's been some calls that I thought were really bad. I mean, yeah. in the Green Bay-Dallas game, they called one of the Green Bay guys uh, for a horse-collar tackle, and within seconds they showed on the replay that he didn't grab the guy's neck at all. He was he had right. his hand on his shoulder pad. How they didn't like call that back or, or somebody review that or point that out, because it was so clearly a bad call, it gave them 15 yards and a first down and allowed them to get their first score. And if we'd have gone on to lose the game... Uh, I would have yeah. pointed back to that play and said, "That's where everything shifted, and the game was stolen from us." Yeah, you know. Well, it, you know, it's an almost impossible job to get perfect. Uh, oh things. yeah, uh, yeah. The problem is, is that they don't allow enough time in there for reviews. You know. Well, the thing is, I think they do because before they ran the next play, they had already showed us the replay two different ways. So why doesn't the NFL have a replay office that said, "Hold up," and and they do allow that in the last two minutes. The last two minutes of the game, their replay office can stop the game and say, wait a minute, you guys need to go back and look at this. And they can, and then they can tell the, the ref down on the field to take a minute and go look at the video. But they'd only allow it in the last two minutes. I don't yeah. know if it's, I don't know if it's two minutes in the game or, 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 or two minutes in each half, but it's, you know, and it's like that wouldn't have caused any delay. You know, in fact, frankly, they don't need to have the referee go down and look at it. The recall office can just tell him, Hey, you got that wrong. Yeah, you know that was clear and obvious, and sometimes it is. You yeah, know? there there should be a, a definite effort to keep the referees out of the game. Yeah, and and quite frankly, who's to say that the referee sitting in the recall booth or the office or wherever you know <clears throat> is any more or less of an expert than the one standing on the field? You know, uh, it's yeah. a different skill set to be able to go back and look at things through the video. And well, so, the, why the do they have to? Has- the video has a lot of different angles. That the real referee on the field has just got one view, and right. it happens fast. Right. But you know what I'm saying is, is like right now, if the video, if the replay booth says, "Hey, you need to go take a look at that in the last two minutes," then they stop the game, and the referee on the field runs over and watches a video, and then makes a call. Why yeah. doesn't the video guy just make the call? Yeah. Why is there such a long delay in the game and stopping the game for that one guy on the field to go make the call? You know, yeah. and I think it's because there's this traditional sense that he's the guy in charge of all the calls. You know, yeah. and uh, no, he, but no, that's the, a simple no, the, rule change. 
Yeah, that's that's not a very democratic system, is it? We've got an autocrat that says who who's going to win the game. Well, it is, you know, and quite frankly, <laughs> it's like if say the the line judge makes a call, he then goes and tells the the referee, and the referee then decides whether or not he's going to call that. The referee's yeah. the one who really runs the game, and I'm not sure that's the right way to do it. You know. Yeah, they'll have to. They, they really need to come up with something better. Because yeah, because I don't like the idea of the game stopping for three minutes every time the referee goes has to stick his head in the video booth, you know, there on the sidelines. But sometimes there's clear, obvious video proof that, that you know, the call should have gone a different way. Yeah. And so I think that the, you know, that the eye in the sky video booth guy should be just considered a referee in the game or, yeah. you know, or a, a official. And, and- and it's clear that if you've got two or three views to look at, your chances of get a better call right. far, far exceed one guy on the field. Right. Well, multiple views plus, uh, you know, slow motion. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they, they're immediately time synced as well. So you can see exactly like, you know, you can pause one video to show when he actually has the ball in his hands and then right. look at the other video to see, well, is his knee on the ground or not? By the you way. Know? In the in the Kansas City game the other night, uh, they had a play where Kelsey caught the ball, ended up on his back, but he was on a guy, one of the the op- opposing team guys. Right. And so therefore, he wasn't down because he wasn't on the ground. Right. And so he managed to get up without touching the ground. With, yeah, without with without putting a knee or a, or a and, shoulder and, down. And, and, and made another four or five yards. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that was amazing. I've never seen anything. Yeah, that well, and like that's that. that's a good player b- being aware, right? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of the p- other players probably stopped playing. They thought the play was over. Yep. You know, and he jumped up and went, "No, it's not. I'm going." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's been exciting football. Uh, and I've watched yeah. several different games and some, just a lot of individual plays like that. That yeah. was just notable yeah. yeah playoff football is always interesting i just hope that we continue to get uh you know get better games yeah you know the games Absolutely. themselves the games themselves have have not been particularly competitive games that's right yeah. you know i mean you know but minutes, that's because uh, that's that's partly because of injuries and stuff like that too some of these teams like uh, uh who was it I don't remember now. I've watched too many games and they yeah. all together after a while. But, well, Miami, but I mean, they were on their fifth string uh, right tackle. That's, what, you that's know? who I thought it was. Yeah. Had a yeah. yeah, they had a bunch of guys injured. And so people kept saying, well, you know, they can't protect Tua. And they're, you know, and it's like, yeah, but that's because that guy, you know, two weeks ago was pumping gas. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, they, they were down to, you know, hiring people off the street to play front line for them because they just, everybody was hurt. And their, their defense was decimated as well. I mean, a whole bunch of their defensive line and linebackers were out. And so. Um, you know, the, the Miami that lost to Kansas City this week was not the Miami that, that was, you know, scoring 70 points on people during the season. Yeah, and, and that's too bad for the team, but what, I don't know, there's not much you can do about that. That's football. You know, yeah. it's a game where people get beat up. You've you got to be deep with good players, you know. Yeah. At least you can protect yourself somewhat. Yeah. Well, and there's not a team in the playoffs that doesn't have people that are, are bruised and tired and beat up and sore, you know, yeah. uh, to some extent. So that's just, um, you know, that's life. Yeah, and, and, and there also seem to be some guys out there, some defensive people that uh, basically were trying to take quarterbacks out. 
Yeah, I, I saw th- some. I saw some very intentional. Uh, you know, I mean, they call it a foul on them, or you know. Yeah, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you, you, you wonder, it's like, was that obvious enough that they should be, you know, like taken out of the game or something? Because they, you know, the. I, I, I think they should have a rule so that that, that can happen. Oh, they do. Re- replays for, for yeah. that purpose alone. Yeah. Well, the rule basically is when the defensive guy is coming at the quarterback, if he takes two steps after the ball is gone, then it's an illegal hit. Yeah. So if because if you're if you're basically charging a guy right. and you're and you're one step away you can't stop on a dime, you know, That's right. and so you're going to run into him, um, yeah. and you know, and I think the defensive guys know that. So if they're one step away, they don't try to slow down; they just accelerate. Yeah. You know, if they're two steps away, then they try to stop. Yeah. But if they're and, and and for the quarterbacks part, the quarterbacks are pretty good at selling it. If you bump them, they're going to fall down on the ground and and act like they were hit, you know, solid with a bulldoze by a bulldozer. <laughs> hey, I'll so, help you out, buddy. I'm a good yeah. actor too. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It starts to look a little bit like the NBA because the NBA does that. I mean, you look cross-eyed at somebody in the NBA and they fly backwards, and you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, can we do a wrap here pretty quick? Yeah, because, you know, even though we're only an hour into the recording, we've been doing this for two and a half hours now. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't do that. Yeah, I did. You know, I, how do we record for an hour? And I went, oh, I never actually hit the record button. That's interesting. I need to go and change my – I use Audio Hijack to record this. And I need oh. to set – I, I initially had it set up so that as soon as I launched Skype, it started recording. Yeah. And I and I then I don't know did a Skype meeting for something else and then had to remember to turn it off, and so I turned that off. I just said you know what I'll turn it on and that way I and that, and you know when you and I sit and talk sometimes before we start the show, and so yeah. I thought no I don't want to start recording because then I have to edit that piece out. It's easier yeah. to just hit the recording when we start and then I have a clean start, but yeah. that doesn't uh, do us any good if I don't actually hit the button to do the recording. So, yeah. c'est la vie. But yeah, okay. I think we've kind of gone through everything, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I mean, let's face it, the Vision Pro was the primary thing we're talking about today. That and, you know, Green Bay kicking Dallas's butts. Uh, oh, Apple you... did did win a tribunal decision, uh, um, and Massimo lost their appeal. Um, there's still one outstanding issue, but on the, on the uh, pulse oxygen sensor thing, yeah, Apple, you know, had to stop selling their watch for a period of time, and now it's on hold. There's still mm-hmm. that one piece that, that Apple has to go back and try to win, but on every other front, they've knocked because they, there were several different patents and things. They basically have knocked down the vast majority of it. So uh, looks like Apple's going to win. Whether they should or not is questionable. Uh, you know whether they're winning because they're the the big bully in the room and have you know more money, well, they, well, or they, whether or whether they honestly should win is a whole other thing. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can always argue about the lawyers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or the whole patent system, and you know, and and how fair it really is, and how much protection does a company really need? Yeah. You know, because I mean, we've essentially created an entire economy around lawyers suing people over patents and companies buying patents in order to to have ammo to protect themselves from other companies with patents, and you know, and some companies buying patents just as a source of income, and you know, and I. Makes me question that I, I think we really should rethink our patent system from top to bottom, uh, and, and really make it much more, um, you know, much shorter amounts of protection. And, you know, the protection you get is being the first mover because you came up with an idea, not, not, 
that you indefinitely forever get to have control of that idea. I think right. it's better for society if that, you know, if ideas, once they're out in the wild, are available to everybody to use and, and build on. That, yeah. you know, we're stifling creativity by, by allowing patent protection to go on essentially indefinitely for these big companies because they can yeah. just, you know, get their lawyers to keep petitioning extensions. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's my two cents on the patent laws, you know. I know there are those who have even said we should just do away with them altogether, and I think that's probably a little oh, extreme. That, oh, yeah, well. But uh, they need to be curtailed a lot. Well, I mean, as some people have said, you know, if you do away with them altogether, then, you know, you have protection of being the first mover, well, but it gets rid of all the patent trolls and all of that. And well, that it, gets, and it, it, it gets rid of motivation. I mean, why, why should I go to a lot of trouble to do something if I can't? make some money off of right you know I, and there's some of that but you know the one that people always throw out is the medical field well we'd never do any innovation if we didn't do that but what they forget to point out is that virtually all of the companies that do uh create new medicines and stuff are already taking huge amounts of money from the government to do that research we we've already paid for it we essentially mm-hmm. pay for them to do the research and then we let them make tons of money on the research we paid for you know, yeah. and so there should be at least some changes saying, well, if you take any government funding to do the to do the research, then you then the government gets the patent. You yeah. know, you well, get, or or you get limited protections for a short period of time. You know, but it should not be the way it is. I think we just we've gone too far. We need the pendulum to swing back a little bit. Yeah, I think fat chance of that. Lawyers. I think so too. The lawyer once now we got lawyers involved. It'll it'll you know. What we're talking about is getting rid of the cost of lawyers and, and patent trolls, which right. theoretically <laughs> should then theoretically that should make products cheaper, right? Because they don't have those additional expenses. Right. But but trying to tell lawyers that we don't need you anymore is a tough sell. Yeah, because <laughs> they'll take you to court. That's right. <laughs> it's what they do. That's so they do. yeah. So I don't know. You know. Justice. You're yeah. not going to have any of that in this world. <laughs> yeah. A lot of truth to that. So, okay. anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up here. There's our closing music. Thanks for joining us this week on Generation Tech. I'll get busy adding those links to our, our feeds so you'll be able to find those websites. Uh, bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye.